Welcome to Podcast 360, powered by the Podcast Academy. In three questions answered in 60 seconds each, you'll experience a 360-degree view of podcasting and the people who are building out the industry. Company founders will take turns sitting in the seat of both guest and host, creating a chain of podcast knowledge and perspective. These conversations are going to get down to business quickly. Each host will ask their guest three questions and they will have 60 seconds to answer each one. You'll hear the timer counting down their final 15 seconds. At the end, the guest will choose a topic to revisit and dig into a little deeper. Let's meet our experts. Today's host is... Hey, I'm Amy Choi, co-founder and editorial director of The Mashup Americans. On last week's episode, I was interviewed by Eric Newsom, co-founder of Magnificent Noise. So be sure to check out that episode if you haven't yet already. And who's in the hot seat as today's guest? My name's Ariel Nissenblatt. I am on the community team at Descript, and I'm the founder of Earbuds Podcast Collective, which is a podcast recommendation newsletter. Before we dig in, we ask our guests to lay out two truths and a lie. Our host will guess which is the lie. We'll find out the answer together at the end of the conversation. But our host will have an opportunity to change their answer based on what they learn from our guest. Or they can stick with their first intuition. Ariel, thank you so much for joining Podcast 360 as my guest. It's great to have you. To get right into it, we start every episode of Podcast 360 with a round of two truths and a lie. Are you ready? I am very excited for this. Oh, let's go. (laughs) Okay, my first potential truth or lie is that when I was nine years old, I received a deep fryer for my birthday. I asked for it from my grandma. She said yes. Number two, I actually trained as a welder after hearing about a welder, a, a shortage of women welders from a podcast uh, dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe in 2017. And then the last one is that I'm, I don't talk about this one very often, but I co-host, and I don't post about this on social, I co-host a podcast with my dad about minor league baseball team name etymology. We both love baseball and mm-hmm. minor leagues for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say that the lie is the deep fryer. Okay. I'm going you, with the deep and, fryer. And that's your truth, that, but it may not be mine. It's true. Okay. So what I believe to be true are the minor league baseball. And I don't feel like you've ever mentioned welding. And yet I would not be at all surprised. Yeah. I'm going to stick with the deep fryer. Okay. All right. All right. All right okay. Okay. So we'll come back to that. We are going to move on. We're going to come back to our two truths and a lie. We'll see if, if anything reveals itself that, that makes me change my mind. But I'm going to ask you now three questions and you'll have 60 seconds to answer each of them. After that, we'll pick one of the subjects we covered and we'll get into it a little bit more deeply. Sound good? Perfect. There we go. Okay, so my first question is for you, one of the most passionate listeners I know. Why podcasts? I started out in this industry as a listener first, and I just became quickly obsessed with listening to as much content as I possibly could. And when I look back, I think the reason for that is because growing up, I was not good at sitting all day in a classroom, looking at a board. Everything was so visual. I think that if I had had podcasts or audiobooks or some other sort of audio instruction growing up, I would have been a much more confident 
learner and I would have been a more confident adult faster. But when I discovered podcasts, when I discovered listening to podcasts in 2014, sort of similar to when you started really listening to podcasts, I learned on last week's episode, (laughs) I realized that I could consume knowledge. I could consume content. I could meet new people. I could hear stories from people around the world by way of podcasts. And ever since then, I have been on a mission to listen to more podcasts myself, but also to help people find their next favorite shows because it changed my life. And I really think it could change more people's lives. I love that. Good job on the 60 seconds. (laughs) Well, that leads right into my next question, which is that I know you primarily as like a marketer and community builder in the space. Can you share one moment or experience that encapsulates what the podcast community means to you? The podcast community is unbelievably collaborative. And that is something that I discovered by way of Twitter, actually. Hmm. And I have just been... Yeah, RIP potentially, (laughs) X, whatever. I think what's interesting about that is, you know, when I first started listening to podcasts, I posted on Twitter about it. And what I loved about Twitter is that it's, it has this sort of serendipitous feel to it. If you tweet some tweet at somebody or post, somebody might see it and they might respond to you. And that can be huge. So I have just Mm. loved the ability, the internet's ability to connect me with my favorite creators, listeners, people all around the podcast world. And Something that really encapsulates this for me is that last October, so around a year ago, when Elon Musk really took over Twitter, I shepherded a whole bunch of people who were on podcast Twitter over to Discord, and we have been able to cultivate a Twitter-like atmosphere on Discord since then, and the podcast community continues to be really, really strong. Oh, that's so nice. You know, I tried following you there, and then... Discord was too hard for me to add another thing into my life. I I totally feel that. (laughs) I totally feel that. So does that mean that you've abandoned podcast social media? I don't. Or do you find it elsewhere? No. You know, it's been tough. I just like, I, I find the Twitter experience so unpleasant now. Yeah. And, but it remains the place where like I invested 10 years of my life, like building my lists and making relationships. And so like, I have my blue sky, but like what's happening over there? I don't know. Like, I don't. Somebody just messaged me this week and they were like, hi, I saw you're on blue sky. Are you going to start posting? And I was like, no. I know. It's just like, there's too much. And then I'm like, maybe I just evaporate from the internet, but I do miss the community. I miss, I miss like those conversations that only happen online. I'm telling you, there's something really beautiful about. And and this doesn't happen on Facebook. This doesn't happen on Instagram. The ability to be like, I loved this episode of This American Life, tag Ira Glass, and then maybe he likes it, and then you freak out for a little bit. Yes. You know? No. I've actually, I have had friends, like I will, do you know the show Who Weekly? Mm Mm-hmm. It's an amazing podcast about pop culture and PR and actually like who gets covered and why they get covered. And it's, it's so much more than just like celebrity gossip. It is so, it's the, I think it is one of the smartest shows on the airwaves, but I tweeted something that Lindsay Weber said around a, a la- last week's episode about how Travis Kelsey has a podcast and how that's like a huge boon for the podcast industry because of Taylor Swift. Of course. And I tweeted that and they retweeted it. And then my cousin texted me and was like, you just got retweeted by Who Weekly. And I was like, that is the power of Twitter. <laughs> Love that. Oh, Travis, him and his brother. I hope, they, I hope they're excited for their new listeners. Um, oh, my gosh. It is his brother, right? <laughs> That's as much as I know about the whole situation. That's all I know. Um, All right. Third and final question. What is the hill you'll die on when it comes to your work in the industry? The hill that I will die on gladly is that social media is not a huge driver of listeners when it comes to marketing your show. And I think a lot of people place a lot of time, place a lot of effort 
place a lot of heart and soul into creating the perfect social post that might just drive people to listen to their podcast. And time and time again, we find that this is just not the case. The reason for that is because when you sit down at the end of the day to scroll on your phone, you're sitting on your couch, you're on the toilet, whatever, you are most likely not looking for a podcast to listen to. (laughs) You are more likely just looking to scroll. You are looking to catch some gossip. You are looking to see what your aunt is up to in Oklahoma. You really are not there to listen to a podcast. You're not necessarily going to be incentive. You're not necessarily going to find the perfect tweet or the perfect social post and say, you know what? I'm going to change my behavior right now and go listen to a podcast. So I just want to, yeah, that's the hill that I will die on is don't spend too much time on social. (laughs) All right. I love that. I love that. All social media managers around, around the world are just like, Jesus fucking Christ, Ariel. Um, and this this one minute thing is hard because I want to go in more depth. However, if you uh, if you go on Podchaser and you search my name, you'll see the many shows that I've guested on before. And I definitely have gone in more depth on each of these answers. So that's and I, I just love Podchaser for that reason. You know, it really tells you where you've been. And if you don't keep track of it, if you're not the type of person who is like, I guessed it here, 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 here. If you go to if you go to a pod chaser and search for somebody's name, it's like the IMDb of podcasts. You can see where, where they've been. Oh, that's, so that's very a great way smart. to keep up with Good that. Good pro tip there. Podcast 360 will be right back after a quick break and a word from our sponsors. And now back to Podcast 360. Well, I want to go back to this concept of collaboration because I think as, you know, I still think of podcasting as a very much a baby industry, right? Like it's approaching 10 years of being kind of in the mainstream and still there are tens of millions of people that have never listened to a podcast, don't know what it is, don't know how to access a a player on their phones. They don't understand what a podcast is. They're like, is it radio on the internet? What is happening here? And so I think, you know, there's a way in which The industry has been built up enough so that there are major players. There is certainly a lot of consolidation. It's a very, very, very weird time for all of us right now that are that are in this um, whether as kind of early stage makers or as big companies that are driving the industry. And I wonder for you, like how you have seen that collaborative element change as the industry has grown. You know, I think the thing that like I always think of, and I'm a little bit older than you, won't say how much, but you know, like I came up in the blogging times when like everybody was resharing, everybody's things, and there was a real kind of like blogger community. And then as all of those things get professionalized, it gets a more territorial. It gets harder mm-hmm. to collaborate. And I wonder if, if you're seeing that as somebody who watches the collaboration really closely. I barely find situations where people are protective over their their space that mm. they've car- carved out within the, the podcast industry. When I do, when I find people who are like, oh, you know, we're not going to collaborate with them. It's a little bit too close of a, of a connection between our two shows. I, I think those people should be shamed. <laughs> I think I think that the only way to grow the podcast industry overall is to get more listeners obsessed with listening to podcasts. And it might not be your podcast right away, but over time it will it will help you. If we get more people obsessed with listening to podcasts in general, they will eventually trickle down to your show if your show is great, if your show is genuinely bringing people value. So what I've found is that People are coming to understand that you need to borrow audience from each other Mm. when it comes to launching a show or even continuing to market a show. So I am a really big fan of 
setting up promo swaps, setting up feed swaps, setting up even more in-depth potential collaboration opportunities. For example, you go and become a quote-unquote correspondent on somebody's show Mm -hmm. to talk about being a mashup American on a show about like code switch, for example, you know, like that, that's not necessarily something that would happen, but it would be something that would make sense tonally. Right. Right. So I, I really think like the, the secret sauce here is podcasters need to be aware of other podcasts and other creators in their niche and even a little bit beyond their niche. So think about like, where does the web extend beyond just the first circle of that web and then figuring out what kind of collaboration is built into their show and what's not built in and where can you fill in? And I think people understand that. And for the people that don't, again, please, please do, you know, like try not to see things as competition, but as collaboration instead. And it it might sound simplistic. It might sound naive, but I say, let's keep it that way and just continue to at least try to be collaborative first. Yeah. It's interesting because I do think that they're, you know, they're because times are hard and because audience is really hard to come by it, it can be challenging to be to do exactly what you said, which is to both like lend your audience and borrow audience and not feel territorial. And at the same time, like we, Rebecca and I mash up and, you know, again, we, we've known each other and we've worked together, but like we believe so firmly in All Boats Rising. Yeah. And that if you like put great minds together and we try to do good things, like good things will happen. Maybe it's not immediate. Maybe it's not like you got to, you know a feed drop in cereal, but like something great is going to happen. And if not, you'll or it'll even... introduce you to the next person who mm-hmm. will introduce you to the next person who heard about you because you got mentioned on a blog that only a few people subscribe to, but just the right person saw it at the right time. I mean, I just think it is worth it to be doing things out of the goodness of your heart or because you have the actual space to do so in your podcast mm-hmm. and just seeing what happens there. I think, and a lot of people will say, okay, but if I, you know, if I, give a recommendation on my podcast for another podcast as a promo swap, won't they go over to that podcast instead of mine? And the answer is like, maybe if your podcast sucks and they're looking to leave, (laughs) but also because ultimately people who listen to podcasts tend to listen to more than one podcast, usually between seven and eight. There was some research that came out a few years ago about this, that people who consider themselves podcast listeners listen to a whole bunch of different shows. And how can you become one of those seven or eight podcasts? Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really big part of it is really just making sure that your content is up to snuff and you are collaborating with the right people and you're, you're exposing your show or your personality to people who might convert to become fans of you. Yeah. You listen to more than seven or eight shows. I know you listen to yeah. maybe dozens on dozens. What, how do you listen? Where do you listen? As somebody who makes podcasts, I often get over my ears, get tired and I need <laughs> yeah, to my, chill yeah. out on the ears. <laughs> I get that. (laughs) I listen on Pocket Casts mostly, but I will also dabble in Apple and I will dabble in Good Pods and I have reasons for doing that. Pocket Casts is just what I'm up to right now. I really like the uh, listening history. I really like how it tallies up how much I've listened, things like that. Uh, I also really like their homepage and how things are curated on there for potential discovery. Apple, I like to check every Monday when new new and noteworthy revamps itself. I like to see who's being featured, not just on new and noteworthy, but also on all the other categories. I like to see who's trending, all that. And Good Pods I like because it's just a really cool way to see what your friends are listening to. Mm. And yeah, I, I also really like some of their 
promotional features. Like you can create lists within Good Pods. You can request to be featured, a, a number of different things that you can do within there. Oh, and you can do a, a creator Q&A. So you can read what your favorite creators are up to or, you know, the thought process behind their, their podcast. So I, I use a bunch of different apps to listen to podcasts. I wake up, I listen to podcasts. I usually listen to a few um, morning shows. Every day I listen to The Daily Zeitgeist, which you've been a guest on. Mm-hmm. I love, love that guys. show. They're the best. I listen every single day, twice a day, because they have a morning show and an afternoon show. It's too much, but it's so good. <laughs> and it's an example of a thriving podcast community. They've built such a great community around their show. People who just love this show. I also listen to Up First every day for my news. Um, I listen to Today Explained every afternoon. And then I have my weekly drops that I'll listen to every single week. And then I'm usually always listening to some sort of investigative series or something that is serialized. And Wednesday lately has been my absolute favorite day for podcast listening. Can I read for you what dropped just two days ago? Yes. Every single Wednesday, I think about tweeting something along the lines of, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Wednesday is absolutely the best day for me listening to podcasts. People, and this is separate from what is the perfect day to drop your podcast. That's not what I mean. I mean, Wednesday, all of my favorite podcasts drop. And they are... Okay, we've got Vibe Check, Sam Sanders, Saeed Jones, and Zach Stafford. We've got ICYMI from Slate. We've got This Is Love. We've got Las Culturistas. We've got Keep It. We've got Crime Writers On. I could go on all day. Oh, oh, another one is In the Scenes Behind Plain Sight. Truly, Wednesday is incredible. <laughs> well, I know what you're doing on Wednesdays now. Everybody knows what, <laughs> all day. what Ariel is doing on Wednesdays. Okay, so we are at the part of the show where we are going to be finding out if I was right. Was I right? Do you weld? Do you have a deep fryer? What was the last one? And the last one is uh, my minor league baseball team podcast. Oh, you definitely have a minor league baseball team podcast. Okay, would you like the truth? Yes. When I was nine years old, I every single day had potatoes for breakfast, a different type of potato. So it would either be french fries or hash browns or a knish. And yes, I got a deep fryer for my ninth birthday. It was Mm. awesome. It burnt a hole in the ceiling eventually, though, so we did have to get rid of it probably before my 10th birthday. I did train as a welder. I knew it! Uh, In 2017, I I was listening to a podcast that was recommended on my newsletter, and it was about how women are underrepresented in welding, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this my goal for the end of 2017. I'm going to at least take a welding class, and I was living in LA at the time, and I walked by Venice Metalworks, and I just walked in, and I said, hi, any chance I can be an apprentice? And they said yes, and then I worked with them for like four months, and I welded a, a, a lamp. Oh, I love so, this. I love this for yes, all of us. And, it's and I do not... But I have strong aspirations to co-host a podcast about minor league based baseball team name etymology. The baby cakes, the Montgomery biscuits. We've got the oh Hudson Valley Renegades. You I know could go what on all day. This could also They're- be this could uh, we could align on my my other passion, which is naming lipsticks and nail polishes. All of these naming is is a great concept for a show. How wow. do things get their names right? So. For me, the the minor league baseball team name etymology podcast, and that would be the name of it. Just kidding. We would come up with something better. <laughs> um, it's all about it's about like love of place. It's about maybe interviewing the mayor. It's about maybe interviewing a player. It's about interviewing a fan. It's about interviewing somebody who goes to every single game, even though it's cold out or even though the team has lost every single 
season for the last 50 years. I just think it could be great. I love that. And you know what? I'm going to give myself a little credit because I knew that it was in your heart, even if it wasn't quite true yet. Yeah, it's very close to truth. So it felt really, it felt very <laughs> close to the truth, an approximation yeah. of truth that that I'm I'm going to, I'm going to take that as a win. Okay. Yeah, you can have that. All right. Ariel, thank you so much for sharing your insight and being a part of Podcast 360. Ariel, can you let our listeners know where they can find you in the meantime? Yes, I am still active on Twitter. X. Uh, you can find me at Ari this and that. I am also active on Instagram, Ariel this and that. And if you go to my website, arielnissenblatt.com, you'll find everything that I do. And if you want to see me teaching Descript, I do that pretty often. If you go to Descript's YouTube channel, we do a lot of live events. And then we also post those as replays. So you can check out how to use Descript, which is a really great all-in-one editing tool. Had to get that plug in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ariel. And thanks to the Podcast 360 team for having me. You can find me at Awesome Choi on all of the socials for some period of time until I, you know, disappear from the internet. And you can follow the Mashup Americans wherever you get your podcast see you soon thank you for listening to podcast 360 where you experience a 360 degree view of podcasting special thanks to the podcast academy and dcp entertainment follow us on social media at the ambies and at dcp official on instagram and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode